Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Rigore, the Italian football podcast that takes a topsy-turvy look at Serie A, uh, as we're both fans of the slightly lower clubs, in your case, the very much lower clubs, but in my case. Uh, I'm Marco. And I'm Giancarlo. Uh, and uh, I wanted to kick off this this week's episode because we record this on a Sunday night and we've just finished watching uh, Torino Inter. Uh, and Inter got the the very late equaliser, and it does seem that the Sunday night game is starting to give a lot of late goals. But th- there were a couple of things in the game that I wanted to discuss, which was first of all, um, there was what looked like an absolute stonewall penalty for Torino not given in the first half, and they didn't even go to look at it on the screen for VAR, which seems ludicrous to me. It was mind boggling. I was looking for sort of dodgy penalty of the week, but this was dodgy non-penalty of the week. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it, it defied belief. I mean, fair enough, you, you could see that the referee could miss it. He wasn't in a great position, but mm-hmm. it looked for all the world. I mean, Ranocchia, he did get the ball, but he had to go through Belotti's foot to get to the ball, and, and by any definition, that's a foul. And so, you know, I don't know how much more clear and obvious, unless... VAR didn't have the replay angles that we all saw. It, it seemed one of the most glaringly obvious errors that, that, that there could have been. I mean, as I say, it could have been a fair mistake from the referee that he didn't see it or he thought, you know, the ball did move um, because, as I say, he did reach it. But uh, Ranocchia went through Bellotti and that was a turned out to be a key decision because 2-0 was a much harder recover for Inter than, uh, than 1-0. I can only... I mean, the the mind boggles what you would have been saying if that had been Inter getting that decision against Venezia because it was another classic big team versus wee yep. team. I mean, not that Torino's a tiny team, but, you know, it was certainly a case of the bigger team getting a big, big break there. And, you know, they, they fought back well. Then they scored a nice goal. But still, if I was a Toro fan, I'd, I'd still be been smashing something off the television screen as we speak. Oh no, I I would be raging because yeah, it was it was as clear a penalty as you could see. And okay, as you say, the ref may have missed it, but I thought that's what VAR was there for. I'm someone that likes to, you know, as as more and more people have sort of grown tired of VAR, I've always sort of thought it was a good thing because ultimately it should it should help things. But when you see decisions like that, it, it does call into question what the point of it is. I mean, they said something in the studio on BT at halftime about them not having the, that angle or something. But again, that you have to ask why. Why, If the TV has that angle, why don't they have it in their little VAR van and, and look at that as well? It seems stupid. They should have the best. Uh, you know, we expect them to have the best of kit. And, and exactly. Maybe, maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose what it did show is that Inzaghi's bizarre decision to make defensive substitutions when he was 1-0 up against Liverpool in the, and had a chance of the quarterfinals uh, paid off because it managed to grab him a late point against Torino on a Sunday night in Serie A. I mean, I, didn't, I, I don't know, we don't often speak of the European form of Serie A clubs, but I, I just, Inter, I thought, played quite well that game. Uh, Martinez scored a great goal. And, okay, they were down to 10 men, but surely the last 10 minutes of a game like that, where you've got the quarterfinals on the line, you throw the kitchen sink at it, and if you lose, you lose. Who cares at that point? 
it's a funny philosophy though you know that I thought about this that Italian teams do sometimes sort of have a kind of honourable defeat mentality yeah. and it's like yeah. as if they, especially with the 10 men they had their excuse there kind of in their pocket you know they'd got that bag it was a, looking back even at that sending off I thought you know could have could have not been given because it looked bad mm-hmm. it was one of these ones that looked bad in a replay but I'm not exactly sure he did get he got the ball first in this yeah. in this case yeah. and I don't know what he was supposed to do with his foot after that you know you mm-hmm. can't just Maybe could have drawn out of it. I don't know. That was neither here nor there. But I mean, the point the point you're getting at is a very valid one. But you quite often see Italian teams in a position where you think they should go gung ho, they should throw the kitchen sink at it, and yet they're they're reluctant to do so. And as I say, it was almost like they thought, oh, you know, actually over the two legs, this is quite an honourable way to go out yeah, that's, to, that's to, exactly to, it, have, yeah. to a big English team, which, you know, it, it, it beggars belief in it. it it's, it's infuriating for fans of Italian football that they could think, I mean, uh, maybe I'm doing them a disservice, maybe they didn't think, but the substitution did, you're right, they did send that sort of messages to say, you know, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll play it cautious, and, and, and maybe, I mean, in fairness, that is often the Italian way, and it does often get results that they take a more tactical a more analytical yeah. approach than the you know the good old get into them as we see in Scotland you know the, the up and at them approach it, it, it's, and maybe that was a case you live by that you die by that maybe that's what happened on, and yet you know when you see Inzaghi going bonkers on the touchline every week you, you wonder you know why why if he's if he's that mental and he's that shouts so loud why not go for it and you only get yeah. one shot at it and you know you're out you're out I mean I, I prefer the Roma approach to going out in Europe and lose 14-1 on aggregate or something and just you know <laughs> that's right and get three men sent yeah, off yeah that's yeah. right go out, yeah. go out if you're going to go out Go out in disgrace and buy a barrel load of goals. I think is is a much exactly. more a much more honourable approach than that sort of cautious. Or oh, we only you know we narrowly got beat by one of the best teams in Europe. Thing. Yeah, exactly. What what consolation is that? None none whatsoever. Definitely. And uh, staying on on the European theme, there's there's quite the battle warming up in terms of those European places. Maybe. Not so much the Champions League, but certainly the the Europa League and the Conference League and whatever other Europa uh, trophies that are going to be next season. But it looks to me like one of the quotes bigger clubs is is possibly going to miss out on a European place next week. You've got Atalanta, you've got your boys, Fiorentina, you've got the Roman clubs in there, and even Sassuolo and Verona. Okay, maybe didn't have the best of results this weekend, but they they're pressing for something there as well. So I mean, it's it's quite the battle for for those places. It is, and they're all quite inconsistent as well, which is you know which is making. I'd, I'd say probably. I mean, Atalanta have been a Champions League team. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a downfall for for mm. them to be involved in this, and their form is probably the the weakest of of, of those groups. So you know that would be quite a Quite a come down for them if they were to if they were to end up in that. Uh, Roma and Lazio. I mean, we we saw well. You know, I mean, obviously Lazio will be losing on Monday night, so that will be a yeah, blow to their that will be a blow exactly. to their prospects. And Roma, you know, they were another team that played their their get out of jail card uh, this week with a 
you know, a penalty that, you know, if Torino fans are angry this weekend, I think only Udinese fans probably be right behind them in the queue to be, to be furious because they, they, they were, uh, I mean, I watched that one again and, you know, a handball penalty that the, the ball, yeah. ball was headed onto his hand from, I don't know, six inches away, seven inches away, you know, I don't know. I, I know that if your hand's out, then whatever, it's a penalty. But I, I still, to me, those are some of the harshest decisions when a, when a ball changes direction from about, you know, from less than a body length away. I think it's I, very difficult to, unless you're, unless you're going up with your hands. No, yeah, out, unless you're jumping out like a goalkeeper. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. I, then I think that's pretty harsh. And, you know, that was, no, again, you know, on the balance of play, Roma could have got their drawn. It was fine. But, you know, their, their form's been, been up and down mm-hmm. a bit as well. And, you know, I, I, I suffer Fiorentina. Most weeks, and and they really had to huff and puff to get past a Bologna side that had had ten men for most of the game. So it mm-hmm. does make for a, it makes for an interesting running because I think we can see probably the top four is decided. So that's there's goes your Champions mm-hmm. League spot. And, but there will be there'll be a team that has aspirations of of Europe that is that is going to drop down into the Eurovision Song Contest or whatever happens to that eighth place <laughs> that eighth place team and it, it could be you know I don't know Fiorentina may never know because we're still waiting to find out when they play that game with Udinese that's to be yeah. caught up we've we've mentioned this before the great wheels of Italian justice so Fiorentina have got a game in hand on on the rivals in this race um, but you know I wouldn't put it out of the equation, as you were saying, that the, these teams all sort of cut each other's throat on the way on the run in, and a, a Sassuolo or a Verona go on a go on a tear. I, I think Sassuolo's mm-hmm. maybe a more streaky team. They, they you know, they yeah, have that potential to yeah. go on a to go on a mad on mad run. Although they did have a a poor result uh, at the weekend, so you know the the gap is significant. So it does look like four into three won't go. Somebody's going to be mm-hmm. somebody's going to be crying at the end of the season and I, I just hope it's not me. <laughs> and uh, it, we, we were talking about Verona there and I just wanted to touch on a banner that I'd seen. It, it, it's the result of a, a long-standing rivalry between Verona and, and Napoli, which was obviously the game this weekend. But I saw a banner on social media which was they had basically posted the coordinates of Napoli and sort of invited Russia to bomb Naples, essentially. I mean, the the Verona fans have a certain reputation and they don't help themselves sometimes. They do. It, it, it was another depressing low in that in that rivalry. I mean, it, I, 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 I'm always loath to speak of these things because you end up getting caught in that, well, what about this team and what about that yeah, team and exactly, what about yeah. this incident and what about that incident? And, you know, every team... I don't think you're a Venezia fan. I'm a Fiorentina fan. We know that, you know, we have had our low points in terms of what fans have chanted, what they've said, mm-hmm. what they're, you know, what, what they've done. They're, they're, nobody, I think, speaks from a position of great strength on this. But what we saw at Verona was the, the, the banner was only one element of it, really. I mean, I think the stadium announcer probably got hoarse trying to stop people. It making yeah. monkey chants towards Osime and Koulibaly, you know, it's just it's just hard to think that we're in 2022 and these these things still happen, and it it it, it hurts me all the more because I got quite a soft spot for Verona, you know, I like the way they play, I like their manager, I like their attitude, I like a lot of their fans as well, but you know, there is a hardcore that that 
um, seem to take great pleasure in in doing daft things like this and that. You know, the banner was bad. The 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 racism was worse. They'll no doubt get a fine. You know, maybe yeah, they'll something that won't change. Yeah, maybe they'll close their well. curva for a, a mm. round. I don't know. You know, but it just I, I I don't know. They were there announcing it and announcing it, and I I don't know the answer. You know, and it's something that takes longer than this podcast to sort out, probably because it's deep in the roots of Italian society. I think and. Uh, you know, sometimes I think, is it by giving publicity to these things, do you, is it doing a disservice? Should you just, but it was so blatant and it was mm-hmm. quite a significant number, obviously, that were participating in this. And as I say, no doubt when they go to Naples, they'll get, you know, the same treatment the other way around, but that doesn't make it right. I think we've, everybody has a duty to, to call this kind of thing out and just say it's, it's, it's bad for Verona. It's bad for, Serie A, it's bad for the image of Italian football in general, and just generally it was a, it was a sour note, and you know what, what was quite a, you know, a quite a ding dong game, quite aggressive and everything, yeah, and, you well, know, and they, they do create a, an atmosphere. It's just it's not an atmosphere that I'd really want to be any part of. No, it's 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 unfortunate, and it, as you say, unfortunately, it isn't it isn't just Verona. We should make that clear. It happens at other Italian grounds as well, and. Yeah, it, how do you fix it? It's not something that we can fix in a <laughs> in a twenty minute podcast, I suspect. But it is something that's on a deeper societal level as well. I think that that, that is an issue, and it keeps cropping up depressingly in Italian football. But um, before before moving on from Verona, I did want to ask as well about something that happened at the very end of the game. There was the full time whistle was blown by the referee, and then he produced a red card for Faraoni. Um, which I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I know players have been banned for things in the tunnel afterwards, but I've never seen a red card given out after the final whistle. It was unusual. I mean, I think they, they do, I mean, it, obviously because the, the final whistle isn't like a sort of sign for a free-for-all and do as you, mm-hmm. do yeah. as you please yeah. kind of thing. And so it looked like he said something after the final yeah. whistle and the referee Dis- I can probably guess. What yeah, happened. okay, yeah, yeah. I think we could we could have a we could have a guess, and the, and the referee decided that that was overstepping the line. I mean, and he, he is entitled to do that. I think that you know, that I'd, I'm not quite sure. Wait, I think once you're home and in in your own house, I don't think he can come in and book you then. But uh, you know, there is a there is a sort of point where, although the final mm-hmm. whistle's blown, it's still considered to be part of the game. And if you overstep the line, but what was unusual was seeing it happen, because you're right, the, the times I can think of have been incidents in the tunnel after the game yeah. or at half-time even, where there's been a yellow card given, we've not seen it, but there was something comical about seeing a man get sent off when, you know, the game was the game was done and dusted, you know, so the, 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 it was slightly odd. I, I've not seen that particular um, mechanism happen happen before, but as I say, I, I just I wonder how long uh, when the when the cut off point comes. You know, yeah, uh, that's true. It would be interesting to know is it in anything that happens in the stadium uh, that you can be sent off for, or yeah, there must be a cut off, as you say, once you get into your own car. I, you can I think so. I think so. Well, that, I mean, that's the cut off point for me when I go to watch my son's football <laughs> games. I, I I try to keep my mouth shut whilst my son plays football. Uh, for fear of embarrassing him, but as as soon as we get into the car, I vent all the things that I really thought, you know. And so, although I'm not that good 
I do vent some things on the sidelines as well, to be fair. But uh, I don't know. I've never seen a fan given a red card yet. So that that could be <laughs> that might be the next thing. Um, next yeah. next Fiorentina game that I'm at. Keep an eye out in case you see me getting the getting the red card from the referee. <laughs> Uh, well, the Italian referees, it wouldn't surprise me, to be perfectly honest. But um, before we go, always want to look at the, the the lower end of the table because that's where Venezia are involved. Um, although not not this weekend. I'm, I'm quite sounding quite happy this weekend because we've not had to play it. Um, and I want to speak about Genoa because they're on this incredible run, really, an unbeaten run, but perhaps the most boring run in Serie A history. I'm exaggerating, but I mean, since Blessing has taken over, they've just drawn every single game and I think scored two goals, maybe? I think that's it. It is, it is phenomenal. I mean, it is, I, I think we've discussed it before, that their their last win goes back something like 25 games ago. The rest, are, they, mm-hmm. they, they are trying to build salvation one point at a time, but yeah. uh, you know th- this spate of draws had me looking back through the almanacs to see, you know, I- is it without precedent? And it, I mean, it isn't. They're, they're on sixteen draws, and and the record is actually a mind-boggling twenty-two in a in a in a season <laughs> which Mantova managed in nineteen sixty-six, sixty-seven. That was when um, Dino Zoff was in the team, the Italy legend, before he went to before he went to Juve, and they managed twenty-two draws, eleven of them nil-nil. It must have been great wow. times, great times to have a season ticket <laughs> then. But um, actually, they they are on the brink of because uh, another team that comes close to them was uh, Mudinese from from nineteen eighty-two, eighty-three. And they, they man, this was in a 16 team Serie A and they managed 20 draws. So that really on a proportional basis was even more incredible. That was two, yeah. two games out of three. They had 20 draws. They had, they, they scored 25 goals, conceded 29. So there was less than a goal a game from all of those. <laughs> and, and they finished sixth in Serie A that season because I think we would, well, we would go, still be under the two points of system but Genoa are on the brink of the record for the 20 team Serie A um, that bizarrely well because there's obviously been bigger leagues um, but there, there were fewer fewer draws for them to reach so they only need mm-hmm. they only need another couple to match um, I think it's Inter from 2004-05 and Empoli from 14-15 Managed eighteen draws in the season, so you know they're well on course for that. And if they do, yeah, if they really definitely. stick at it, you know, I, I, I got faith. I, I don't know if they can manage the twenty-two, but I but reckon Udinese, ha- having watched them, having yeah. watched them, I think that <laughs> yeah. that twenty definitely is is on the cards. And it, you know, it it'd be intriguing to see if they do somehow build survival on well, a, a, an unending the, string of draws then you know it's it's maybe even even in this one point for a draw era it would be it would be all the more remarkable because I say the other teams that that did it previously and certainly the, the record breaking teams that was at a time when you know the draw got a lot of points because you you'll remember as well Perugia, well, you'll probably not remember, but Perugia, because I'm thinking as I as I quickly do the math, I don't think you were you were hardly born in 1979. <laughs> but uh, that that they went through a season undefeated with a hell of a lot of draws and didn't win the Scudetto. They were the one team to go a season undefeated in Serie A, but uh, but not take the title that that year. And they they racked up 
I think they were maybe something like 15 draws or so. There was a lot of draws in their, in their mm-hmm. campaign as well. But as I say, that was when it was 1.2 for the win. Now that it's yeah. one in three, it would, it would constitute a major achievement to, to survive, to win, well, to they, win only one game all season. Exactly. Yeah. To survive in Serie A would be a, I mean, they've, they've gained, they've gained so far this, this weekend because of other results, obviously. And, you know, as a Venezia fan, they're only three points behind us now, albeit we've got two games in hand, one of which is the the the, the mythical Salernitana game, which, like your Udinese game, may or may not ever happen. But um, obviously they'll be three points further back after Laz- the Lazio game tomorrow when well, that, we get a thumping well, win. That's the, that's the thing, is that, you know, they're going to pay the price for Venezia's more cavalier approach of of losing a lot more games is is still going to pay off in the long run, obviously. Exactly. A couple more wins and keep... Well, you've got the easy Fiorentina trip coming up as well, so that's yep. another three points you can absolutely put in the bank. So, you know, I, th- I think maybe, you know, another another three wins and you've cancelled out anything that anything that Genoa can do <laughs> yeah, exactly. with, the remaining, exactly. with the remaining draws. So you should be, you should be safe, I think, on that, on that basis. Well, I think that is the that is the perfect way to to bring this episode to a close on that optimistic note. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast as ever, please follow, subscribe, tell your friends, just uh, listen to it five hundred times. The, all these things help us, so please continue to do that. Um, and we'll see you next week. We will do. <laughs>